Ontario Energy Minister Greg Rickford said something interesting in question period. Now, as you know, the uh, government revealed that they uh, had to pay $231 million. That's the estimated cost of cancelling the green energy contracts. Uh, and they say that they deemed that reasonable to get out of those contracts that the Liberals uh, originally um, had got us into. They paid a crazy return uh, for green energy. And we were, uh, I guess, what the, the Ford government wanted to do was get out of those deals. NDP leader Andrea Horvath asked Bonnie Lissick, our um, Auditor General, to look into it and probe the price tag. And it came back that Bonnie Lissick said that the cost of cancelling those green energy contracts, you know, it, she felt it was reasonable. Now, she is going to look into the costs again in March 2020 as part of its audit for the uh, year's financial statements for a full full special audit. Um, uh, But in the meantime, she said she thinks that the financial statements, it was reasonable, the cost at $231 million. So there's that. But yesterday, our Ontario Minister, uh, Greg Rickford, rather, was being questioned on it, on the costs. And what he did is he cited... Uh, a website in his argument on on justifying the cost. And the website was Climate Change Dispatch. And he did this in question period. We got some audio. One of my favorite uh, uh, periodicals, the Climate Change Dispatch here, says Germany pulls plug on wind energy as industry suffers severe crisis. Quote, power grid operators had been struggling to keep the grid stable due to erratic feed-in and the subsidized feed-in of wind energy caused German electricity prices to become amongst the most expensive worldwide. So he is trying to defend why they spent the money, the $231 million, to rip up those green contracts that the Liberals put into place. He had this to say as well. I believe in climate change and I believe in literature that supports a balanced uh, article on any given subject matter uh, that points out both sides of the coin. Right? That's fair enough. Uh, Those quotes are compelling uh, uh, in my respectful view. Uh, so I'll, I'll not uh, explain or defend my position. As a man uh, well studied, I've relied on literature sources that oppose my views and my opinions throughout my legal education and other education that I've taken. It's important that you consider all periodicals and sources of literature with differing views. In that case, uh, that was the consideration that was given. We're joined now by Peter Tabins, who is our NDP energy critic. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on, Peter. Real pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Hey, hey Peter, were you in question period yesterday when uh, Greg Rickford cited the climate change dispatch? Yes, I did. And were you aware of or familiar with the website? Um, I wasn't, so I immediately Googled it because I know that there are a lot of websites out there that peddle misinformation, you know, uh, Breitbart, for instance, uh, and this indeed was one of them. Uh, in fact, the editor of that uh, website has got a connection to Breitbart. So you know you're not dealing with facts. You're dealing with all kinds of misinformation that make it more difficult to sort out what's going on in the world. So I was quite shocked the minister would cite them. It's sort of like uh, saying, you know, I was reading the Flat Earth News and they had this good article about being careful when you get to the edge of the the world. Well, Uh, he didn't just cite it. He said that it's one of his favorite periodicals. Yeah. The website, by the way, I'm just going to quote this from the CBC, said its mission is to deconstruct climate change theories propagated by former U.S. Vice uh, President Al Gore 
and the highly politicized International Panel on Climate Change. It asked for donations to help fight garbage science. So why, in your opinion, is this problematic? Because if you're making decisions in the real world, either to contain our hydro prices or deal with the climate crisis, you need to deal in facts, not in conspiracy theories, in uh, disinformation that's being peddled by interests that don't want us to take action. And to have someone in a very serious position undermine uh, the tasks that we have to do in order to contain those hydro prices and take on the climate crisis is really disturbing. Uh, It says that this guy doesn't rely on facts when he makes his decisions or assesses what's going on in the world. Uh, And that is something that people in Ontario should be very worried about. He's not actually making decisions based on science or facts. That's a huge problem for a minister. What do you think of him saying, you know, he treats it as both sides of a coin debate? Is there, are we still having this debate that climate change isn't man-made? Well, apparently he is, um, but the rest of the world isn't. But where do the MPs sit on this, the MPPs, rather? Well, my my sense, and I can't speak for everyone in the chamber, I would have thought until yesterday uh, that uh, Greg Rickford understood that we had climate change going on and a climate crisis, and I would have thought that he would reject anything like a flat-earth theory. Um, but I guess I was wrong about him. Uh, I would say most people in the chamber understand that Climate change is real. It's caused by people. It's serious. And we're facing a crisis. So for him to be promoting an anti-science publication, again, once again, was quite a shock and a surprise. The timing sucks for him. The United Nations Environment Program released its annual emissions gap report yesterday. The same day he said that it's a 168 page document. There are 57 leading scientists from 33 institutions across 25 countries that call on governments to act immediately um, in the next decade, in fact, yeah. to limit global warming. Yeah. No, the, the world scientific community understands this. People who study it understand it. Most of the world's governments, although they are not acting the way they need to act, at least understand what the science is. And to come out and say that you think this debate is still going on and I like to hear opposing sides, well, it's just not credible. It's simply not credible, and I think it brings him into disrepute, and it causes people to question his ability to understand what we need in Ontario for stable electricity prices, for a stable grid, and for action on the climate crisis. Why would you give him any credibility if he uses non-credible sources to understand and explain the world? Peter, the fact that um, our Ontario energy minister cited the climate change dispatch uh, as one of his favorite periodicals. Do you feel that he is, you know, reaching for whatever reason to rationalize that agenda any way he can, whatever agenda he has? He's just look, he's willing to quote anyone who supports his uh, position, qualified or not, and just hope that uh, Ontarians are just going to go blindly about their business? Well, I think That's a reasonable thing for you to say, Kelly. I think that's absolutely reasonable. Um, This is a government that promised to cut hydro prices by 12%, and yet they're going up. Uh, This is a government that said that they would bring in a climate plan that would protect us, but what we know is we have a junk plan. In fact, there was an announcement yesterday at Queen's Park about a lawsuit against the Ford government for bringing in a plan that was so weak, so backwards, that it puts all of us at risk. And... 
I, I just don't think there's any question that this is a government that is now desperately flailing around, looking to see if it can find anything. And it doesn't matter how discredited the source is to try and back them up. I, no one in a strong position would be quoting from that site to back up their arguments. Well, his, his credibility now has to be in, in a bit of question, especially with other MPPs, you know, that have to vote on plans. And, you know, he is shaping policy. Yep. In your opinion, should the energy minister be removed from this important file? Well, I think the difficulty you have is that many of the ministers are weak. Um, and all of this in the end goes back to the premier. The premier is going to call the shots. He puts people in. He takes people out. I think people should be more concerned about the premier and the way he approaches things than the minister. The minister is just, in the end, a servant of the premier. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You don't think he he cited it as one of his favorite periodicals. Yeah, and I, I think that shows that he doesn't know what's going on in the world. Well, then, you know, he has to accept some responsibility for that, well, no? he does. You absolutely. can't just blame it on the head of the party. <laughs> no, no. Wait, wait a second. The head of the party appointed him. Yeah. Doug Ford, the premier, appointed him. Doug Ford's engaged in policies that are dragging Ontario backwards. It's not as though these guys are out freelancing. You know, they don't do things without checking with him. Uh, he was the one who brought in the climate plan that's dra- dragging us backwards. Uh He's the one who's misrepresenting the cost of uh, renewable power when he stands up in the legislature. It isn't just about the minister. It's about the premier and the government as a whole. Okay, He's and- an example of things going wrong. I just don't think anything would change if they put in another conservative minister. You'd get the same junk science quoting kind of person. Well, hopefully they would learn their lesson and realize that Ontario doesn't <laughs> want to stand for that. Well, I would hope so, too. I would hope so, too. Um, but I, I, you, really th- you really believe that, Peter? This is a government that backs down on things that they say they're going to do. I, th- I disagree. How I mean, I, I honestly, well, because I think that if we raise our voices loud enough that, you know, uh, it, it, he really, our premier really wants to be liked. I mean, I think yeah. that's something we can agree on. And when people are very upset with him yeah. and with, um, with uh, th- things that they want to bring in, uh, changes to policy, they they have shown a track record of backing up. So if we're upset enough about the fact that our environment, uh, our energy minister rather, is quoting junk science as his favorite periodical, yeah, or one of his favorite periodicals, it's not fair to misquote. Um, then I I think that maybe there can be changes. Well, I think that there do need to be changes, but let's not get confused about who calls the shots. And the shots are called by the Premier Doug Ford. He's not taking a backseat to anyone. All of these ministers are following his instructions. This one clearly doesn't understand what's going on. But frankly, there are problems with all of them. So other than saying we need a new government in Ontario... Um, well, that's what you're saying is the opposition. Well, kind <laughs> yes, of. I am. Frankly. <laughs> um, well. But I would say that this is just another piece of evidence that this government is not competent to actually run Ontario. It doesn't understand what's going on in the real world, or it's willing to use whatever discredited argument it can find to try and protect itself. Neither of those things are good for Ontario. Uh, I think sometimes people get caught up too much with ministers, and they forget who calls the shots, where does the buck stop? It stops with the premier, and he's the one who's allowing someone who thinks this way, to be running his energy system. 
I appreciate your time today, Peter. Thank you so much for joining us. A real pleasure. Thank you, Kelly. Cheers. Peter Tabbins, NDP energy critic.